We are dedicated to spreading the good news of Jesus Christ through all available means with a sole focus of teaching the word, making it plain, sharing it with love. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Amen. I'm confessing your faith says, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I am a believer. I'm not a doubter. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only. I'm not beneath. I'm blessed and cannot be cursed. I shall live and not die and declare the salvation of the Lord. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. My life is getting better after I've heard and done the word of God. Good morning, Faith Temple. I'll be reading the scriptures for today. The first one I'll be reading comes from the Amplified Version. It's Hebrews 13, 20 through 22. And it reads, now may God, may the God of peace, the source of serenity and spiritual well-being, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of sheep, through the blood that sealed and ratified the eternal covenant, equip you with everything to carry out his will and strengthen you, making you complete and perfect as you ought to be, accomplishing in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I call on you, brothers and sisters, listen patiently to this message of exhortation and encouragement, for I have written to you briefly. And the second scripture comes from 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 29. Again, this is the Amplified Version, and it reads, Just looking at your own calling, believers, not many of you are considered wise according to human standards, but many powerful or influential, not many powerful or influential, not many of high and noble birth, but God has selected for his purpose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, revealing their ignorance. And God has selected for his purpose the weak things of the world to shame things which are strong, revealing their frailty. God has selected for his purpose the insignificant base things of this world and the things that are despised and treated with contempt, even the things that are nothing, that he may reduce to nothing the things that are, so that no one may be able to boast in the presence of God. May God add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. Amen, amen. Let us pray. Father God, we start this morning by giving you praise and honor that you are due. Thank you, Father, for allowing us an opportunity to come together, God, to worship God this morning and to give you praise. And now, Father, I ask that you would word my mouth. I know what I've studied, God, and I know what I have prepared and planned to say, God. But right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God, I yield my tongue, my heart, and all my thoughts to you, Father God. I ask you, God, to use me as an instrument on this morning that your people might be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Lord God. So this morning, we're talking about God doesn't call the qualified 
he qualifies the call. So I was thinking about, I started thinking about this about two weeks ago. We were in prayer and I heard someone saying, saying something to the effect of giving God a yes and how, what it meant to give a qualified yes or to be qualified to give that yes. And so I began thinking about God giving, uh, giving God a yes, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter what, you know, what times you're in, uh, what condition you're in, giving them, just giving God that yes. And I know we both either heard or, or maybe even said something to the effect of I'm trying to get myself together first. But let me inform you that some, I might be informing some and, and telling others that we can't get ready. Your job is to do the opposite of just say no and we just say yes. And God will take care of the rest. But you have to open up your mouth and say and give that yes to God. The question came to mind of why do people feel that they have to get ready or to be a certain way, knowing a certain amount of Bible verses or having this elaborate prayer that they are able to that say before God or even seeing sing in a certain way or seeing like somebody that they know. Why do they feel that way? So not knowing that God simply wants a willing vessel, whether you feel qualified or not, is beside the point. When you say yes to the Father, he will qualify you for the journey. Now, I found out that God may not give you everything you need at that beginning, at the beginning of that journey, or right all at first. So this actually helps you. Somebody may ask, well, how does that help? Because this means that every day that you wake up and you pray, you say, give us this day our daily bread. That means that you are trusting in God for this day, to give you what you need only for this day, and tomorrow will take care of itself. But as for this day, I need what I need, and God is going to provide that. So remember, 2 Peter 1 and 3 says, explains that God's divine power that gives us everything we need for living a godly life through him who called for his own glory. So that means that he's going to give you the power. He's going to give you the wisdom. He's going to give you understanding. Whatever you need, God is going to give it to you. So you don't have to look a certain way for God to bless you and, and use you as an instrument to do what he needs to be done. So it's okay when people look at you and think that they're sizing you up. Let them wonder. Let them keep thinking. But you remember, God has called you, so he's going to qualify you. I want to talk about the David in you this morning. So the David that's on the inside of you, and I purposely gave the scriptures first and not the story because I want us to view the story in a different light. I want us to view the story from knowing that whatever your job is, even right now, God is preparing you for the next step. So after God had rejected Saul as king, the hunt was on for the new king. Now God is not on the hunt because he already knows who the next king is. However, Samuel and everyone else will find out in the most peculiar way. I like the story even more as I was studying because it shows me the many ways that people are chosen for different jobs, positions, or, or even tasks that 
man looks at a different view of you than what God sees and what God already knows. Remember, our subject is God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. So even at times when it seems like you're not qualified, when the paperwork doesn't add up, when the numbers don't crunch right, God is still in control. So 1 Samuel 16 and 1 says, The Lord asked Samuel, How long are you going to mourn for Saul? Saul, now that I have rejected him as king of Israel. He said, Fill a fast with oil and go. I'm sending you to Jesse in Bethlehem because I have selected one of his sons to be king. Amen. So God already knows who it is. And now Samuel is on the path to go and find out. So again, God has rejected Saul and Samuel and instructed on how to go about finding and identifying the next king. Samuel was afraid that Saul would kill him if he heard what he was doing. And from my understanding, God even bypassed that. He said, listen, he said, take a helper with you. I've come to sacrifice and tell him that I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. He said, invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I'll reveal to you what you should do. And you will anoint for me the one I point out to you. So that was just the next step. God didn't tell him what all he was going to have to do before he would anoint. If you'll notice, he said, he said, go set up, uh, tell him you're coming to do a sacrifice, invite him to the sacrifice. He said, and then I'm going to reveal to you, you're going to anoint the one that I appoint. So I'm going to reveal him to you that way. So there are some things that happened in between there that God didn't specify. But he was leading him as he was going. So the next part says, greetings, he replied. I have come. Now, this is Samuel talking to Jesse. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Perform the ceremonies to make yourself holy and come with me to the sacrifice. He said he has invited him. He performed the ceremonies for Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he saw Eliab, that's his son. And thought, certainly here in the Lord's presence is the anointed king. Not so. First Samuel 16 and 7 says, but the Lord said, told Samuel, don't look at his appearance or how tall he is because I have rejected him. God does not see as humans see. Humans look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. Your heart matters to God. God is looking farther, farther, farther than your looks on the outside, which is the only thing that man sees. So the Lord told him, don't look at his appearance, how tall he is, how handsome he is, his strength in his arms, his build. He said, don't look at that. God said, the heart is what matters. So your heart, is your heart pointed towards God? No matter what it is you're doing right now, you have to do it as unto the Lord. So next was Abinadab and then Shemana. But the Lord had not chosen either of them. The word says, so Jesse brought seven more sons, seven more of his sons. But Samuel told Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. So now we've looked at all these people in Jesse's house thinking it has to be one of them. This is where you sent me, Lord. This is where you told me to go. So Samuel is thinking, now, what am I going to do now? He's looked at all these 
nice, handsome men that have come forth, high and statured, ready to go. So Jesse's at a pondering now. Who can it be? There may be a whole lot of people that appear to be, remember I'm saying appear to be, far more qualified than you. Somebody say, but God. What God has for you, it is for you. I don't care what the others look like. I don't care how they talk. I don't care how they pray, how they sing, how they do whatever it is for you. What God has for you, it is for you. And that's why wherever you are right now, you should be doing it as unto the Lord so that you will be ready for the next step. So Samuel asked the question, are these all the sons you have? And that's when Jesse said, told him about his youngest son that was attending the sheep. Samuel said, go get him. We won't continue until he gets here. Listen, God has put something on the inside of you that this world will not have unless you give it. We are all wonderfully and fearfully made by the hand of God. You are enough. It doesn't matter what others say about you or how they think about you. God knows your name, and he will qualify you. You may appear to man as just a shepherd boy, but really, you're a boss. Now, I don't mean that in a bodacious manner because the only way you get to be a real boss is if God makes you a boss. Now, God has made you a boss, and you need to walk in that. Walk in there with the cloak of, of, of humility. Walk in there with a the, with the cloak of, of honoring him, of putting him first in everything that you do. You can have whatever position there is to be had. As long as you have God in mind and you put him first, you can't help but shine. You can't help but do good. You can't help but be the best when you put God first. So let's read on, boss. Samuel 16, 12, and, 20, and 13 says, So Jesse sent for him. He had a healthy complexion, attractive eyes, and a handsome appearance. The Lord said, Go ahead, anoint him. He is the one. Samuel took the flask of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers. The Lord's spirit came over David and stayed with him from that day on. Then Samuel left Ramah. So you need to look in the mirror and tell yourself, I'm a showstopper. Because the show was stopped until David got there. He said, I won't even go on until he gets here. I'm waiting on him to come. So wherever you are right now, whatever God is calling you to, the show is stopped until you get there in a sense. So we're waiting on you to step up and step out in God. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about what you don't have. Don't worry about your speech. Don't worry about your degrees or your qualifications. He's going to qualify you, but he needs you to show up. God needs you to show up so that we can move on to the next day. Someone is waiting on your testimony so that they can get past the situation that they're in. But if you're standing there and afraid and thinking about all that you're not, all that you don't have, you're delaying somebody else. So I encourage you on the day to step out in God. That David that's on the inside of you while you're thinking you're just a shepherd boy, all you're doing is being and waiting until God calls you forth to anoint you to be that boss. 
And that's how you have to see yourself. You can't take down to what the world sees you as or what man sees you as, knowing that your heart is in position to serve God, that your mind is focused on the things of God, that that is your desire and your wants, and all that you want to do is to please him. That's what we're aiming for. That's what we're going for. That's how he's going to qualify us. That's how he does each and every day as he gives us what we need, that daily bread that he continues to give us. So David attending sheep to the best of his ability, waiting until it was time for him to switch jobs. So just like David, you do whatever God has, has for you to do right now to the best of your ability. And when the time comes for you to move on, you just say yes. Whether you understand or whether you think you're qualified, don't be of any concern. Don't worry about your inadequacies or your past. And most of all, you can't worry about what people say. God can use you. Do you seriously think that God can't use you? If we just read the Bible and read the people that God used in spite of imperfections, do you think he really can't use you? Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac, a daydreamer. Jacob, a liar. Leah was ugly. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair and was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David had an affair and was a murderer. Elijah was suicidal. Isaiah preached naked. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Martha worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Timothy had an ulcer. And Lazarus, he was dead. God can and will use you. This covered an array of different situations and circumstances that these people were in, yet God used them. So whatever it is you had in your past, whatever it is, the thoughts that you used to have, whatever it is you had going on, God can use you. You open your mouth and you say yes to God. Yield your members to him. Allow him to come in and to take over. You just be in place. Be in position. Have yourself ready. So like I said, whatever position that you've been in, even Lazarus as being dead, everybody knows the story of Lazarus. And if they didn't, make it your, your mission to go out and let them know. Lazarus was dead for three days. Lazarus was dead. Lazarus was dead, thought it was all over. Oh, man, no hope. So when you look at your situation and you think there's no hope, how can he use me? I used to sleep around. I, I messed with married men. I stole from my job. Somebody said I cheated. I stole money and cheated on my wife. I cheated on my test. I did whatever I did. God can use you. Come to him just as you are. Don't try to clean yourself. Let me get all this straight first, and then I'm going to go. Just come, and God will get you cleaned up. Even a lying tongue 
God will get you cleaned up. Whatever it is, if fear, if you allow fear to take over and try to stop you from going forth, then God knows that if you come to God, if you yield yourself to him, truly give up and surrender. See, sometimes we surrender and we don't even hold our hand all the way up to surrender. If someone is even robbing a bank and they point at you with a gun and they say, hold your hands up and you don't have them up high enough, they're going to say, hold them higher. So to the most high God, hold your hands up high. Surrender to him. Truly give your all to him. Don't run from God. Don't run from God. Run to God. Run to him. He is the Savior. Even Peter as denying Christ. He was used. His story is known about how he walked with him. Yes, God can use you. He loves you. He already know all about all the things that you're thinking, that you're remembering, and even what people are remembering and bringing up. He can steal you. He can qualify you for the position that he wants you to be in. Now, it may not make sense to the world. It won't make sense to the man next to you. It won't make sense. It won't add up. It won't seem like it should be like it is. But God, but God, he has, he made you. He knows all about you. He created you with a purpose in mind. You're not here haphazardly. We haven't made it thus far, even through this pandemic, and you're still here. Whether it came by you or whatever is gone, God has a purpose for you. God is serious about the plan that he has for your life. You need to get serious about the plan as well. So you open your mouth and you say yes and don't worry about what you don't have. Don't worry about what you can't do because God is going to qualify you. That's why he called you. You don't have all that stuff already in place. And so he called you to come forth so he can get it in place for you. So he can line it out for you. And that way, as the scriptures say, no man can say, oh, I did this. Oh, I helped them do this. Because even when people and man is promoting you, they don't even understand. But God, they don't understand the team that you're on. They don't understand who your team leader is. And that's God. The one who is, who is with you and is always with you will never leave nor forsake you. God is there with you wherever we are today. God is with us. On Thursday, we talked about God being with us wherever we go, whatever we do. God is right there with us, and he's helping us, and he's protecting us. Yes, he's protecting us. Even when we don't need, we know that we need protection, God is protecting us. Why? Because he has a plan for your life. He has a plan for you, and he won't let it go down. He needs you to come in. He needs you to give him that unqualified yes so he can qualify you to make that yes count. He will do what he says he will do. He will be there, and he will be there on time. God is who he says he is. He stands alone. He is the almighty. He is the great I am. He is the beginning and the end, and we thank him for it, and we can put all our trust in him, and we can lean and depend on him. Remember, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Thank you.